You know, imagine if we, if we created opportunities to build that trend in our homes and our, on our jobs, our neighborhoods. You just, sometimes you just got to turn to people and tell them God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I got my coffee this morning um, over at a small spot that I go to, and I walked up to the cashier, and he looked like he was just mad because he had to work come Sunday morning, you know? And I just went, God bless you, bro. I just want you to know, man, Jesus loves you. He was stone cold as ice. Normally, I come up here, right, and I tell you about, like, a really cool story, how I'd express about this moment where I, I tell people about Jesus, and there was a great response. But this morning, this brother was cold. And I just was like, God bless you, man. It's just, Jesus loves you. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, I said, you know what? I said, man, I have learned, and I just, I, I refuse to give, give up. Because when you know that you have the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, I don't take losses, okay? I've always got the victory in Christ Jesus, you know? So I'm like, brother, I ain't done with you yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said, man, I, 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 through my years, I have learned to trust God. And I, I said to him, and every time I trust God, he shows up and he helps me every single time. And he was like, oh, okay. And then I looked over my shoulder. There was still nobody else behind me. So I was like, okay, all right. Brother, you still going to get it from me right now. I said, listen, my name's David, man, and I am so glad to meet you. I said, man, God bless you. I said, trust God today. I don't know what you're going through, but trust God. And I reached across to shake his hand, and instead he just threw the, the fist at me just to give him a pound. He didn't want to shake my hand. I said, a word? Oh, I can do that too? Yeah, like that. And then I just turned, and I walked away, and I realized that there are a lot of people that need to be set free and delivered. And that's my message to you tonight, simply that, set free and delivered. There are people all around us that are in bondage, in darkness, held back by the power of the enemy. But I want you to know tonight that the enemy's power is no match against the power of our God. I just, I'm going to get that out to you right now before we even get to the word. But you just got to understand right now that there is no demon, no devil in hell that can withstand the power of Jesus Christ when he shows up. There's a great story in scripture that I want to just open up and read. Um, Mark chapter 5. If you have your Bible, go to Mark chapter 5. And this story is an incredible narrative that gives us a, a, a picture uh, of the power of Jesus Christ. Set free and delivered. This is what I'm believing for you tonight. Those of you here in the house, those of you that are watching online. When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, when you welcome him into your life, you are not only saved, you are set free from anything and everything that has kept you bound. You are set free from darkness. And my God, your God, is a deliverer. He sets free and delivers us from all things that have held you captive and bound. He has the power to do it. No devil, no demon. No spirit, no wicked spirit, no, nothing, nothing in the spirit realm, nothing here on earth can keep you bound when Jesus shows up. 
and decides to set you free and deliver you. And it's his love. It's all because of his love. Nothing that you and I have earned, nothing that you and I deserve, but love. Love has set you and I free. Unconditional love. Everlasting love. Love that has power. Love that has authority. Love that keeps on loving. Not the love that runs out here on this earth. Some of us have experienced the love that runs out. Some of us have gone through life, whether presently or in the past, when somebody told you that they loved you, and then next thing you know, you get a message, a phone call, a text, or they even walk up to your face and tell you, I don't love you no more. Ooh, that hurts, don't it? And don't ever say it didn't hurt. Yes, it did hurt you. But there's one love that never runs out, will never break up with you, will never hurt your feelings, will never look at you and say, mm, unless you do this for me, or unless you behave a certain way, or unless you're of my worth, then I'll love you. No, the love of Jesus is unconditional steadfast. Let's get into the word. Mark chapter 5. If you got it, say amen. Beginning with verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea. This was Jesus and the disciples to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. This man was demon possessed. The Bible says in verse 3, he lived among the tombs. No one could bind him anymore. Not even with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he would wrench the chains. He would tear the chains apart. He broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Now look up at me. Without the power of Jesus, you will not be able to subdue darkness. There is nothing that you can do in your own strength to withstand evil. To withstand the devil himself, demons, darkness, wickedness. Only with the power of Jesus can you oppose the devil. And this was a wild situation. The Bible says that at some point they had tried to control this young man. They tried to chain him. They tried to shackle him. But the Bible says that every time that they chained him, shackled him, he would break the chains, not just into, in half, he would break the chains in pieces. I can only imagine this, a group of guys coming together, holding their chains and their ropes going, all right, who's going first? I mean, this was, this was like right out of a horror story. If you think about it. Horror movies, they're always trying to come up with something new about darkness and evil. But what these directors and writers don't know is this kind of stuff been around for a long time. I imagine them tracking him down somewhere in a mountain. He's just sitting there, just kind of like, just possessed by this spirit. And there are a bunch of guys, 20, 30, 40 guys, got all the chains they can possibly carry up to the mountain. And they're like, who's going first? I got him. Probably the most muscular guys, like, I got him this time. And they probably jumped him on at one time and wrapped him around with all these chains. And then they stepped back, and this brother would just break every chain. 
And they'd go running down the mountain again. And they would try it again. Scripture gives us this indication that they were constantly trying to chain him, constantly trying to control wickedness in their own strength. You can't put up a fight against the devil in your own strength. You need Jesus. Only God is going to help you overcome darkness and wickedness. Any wicked spirit that has haunted you in the midnight hour, there is not enough television, YouTube, good music that can calm you down in the effort to try to withstand darkness. The only thing that is going to set you free from every wicked spirit that haunts you and attacks you is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. The only way you're going to be able to overcome any wicked and dark spirit is you have to call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says, in verse 5, if you with me, say amen. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. It was a spirit that was tormenting him through the day and through the night. Brothers and sisters, there's a spirit realm that we can't see with the natural eye. And there is a fight for your life that's going on in the spirit realm. There are demons. There are wicked and dark spirits. And their whole entire existence is focused on destroying my life and your life. And these spirits... They're unleashed by Satan himself. Why? Because the devil wants as many people as possible to join him in hell. That is his eternal destiny. The devil also knows that if you and I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, we become a supernatural threat here on earth. The devil knows that if we simply put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are given supernatural power to cause every demon to run and flee. It is the power of Jesus. The power of Jesus that was put on display on the cross when he took on flesh and died and three days later he rose up from the grave. It's the same power that's been given to you, to me, to you to you and I. If we would call on the name Jesus, you and I get to watch demons run and flee each and every day as we stand and recognize that we have the power of God dwelling inside of us. That is salvation. That is freedom and that is deliverance. And some of us, we have accepted this constant fight and struggle with demonic strongholds Settling for the fact that there are just simply going to be things in my life that are just going to happen and I don't know what else to do about it. I'm always depressed. I'm always struggling with loneliness. I will always have this addiction to pornography. I will always have this addiction to gambling. I will always have this addiction to this and that. Those things that represent evil and darkness. I will always, always struggle to be faithful to one 
person. I just can't seem to control myself. In the name of Jesus, God wants to set the captives free and give you a new spirit. He wants to clothe you in the robe of righteousness. And when you call on the name of Jesus, every demon and every spirit that has caused you to think that you have to settle for darkness and settle for a little of this and a little of that, every demon has to flee. But you have to call on the name of Jesus. You can't do this on your own. This man cried out night and day, cutting himself, hating the way he felt, tormented by every spirit. It really represents a generation today that has been captivated by the spirit of violence, the spirit of suicide. There is a generation today that cuts themselves because they're unhappy in their own flesh. They have no identity. They have allowed the devil himself to bring confusion, to bring them to a place of uncertainty, wondering, who am I? What am I? Am I a boy? Am I a girl? I hate the way I look. Everyone in school laughs at me. My father has told me I'm ugly. My mother has told me I'm ugly. My family members laugh at me. They pick on me in regards to how I look and how I dress. And they have been bombarded by this lying spirit and deception. And there's a generation now here in our city that runs through these streets night and day consumed with violence, consumed with darkness, consumed with pain, consumed with the pain of others, entertained by violence. And the Bible says here in Mark chapter 5, and when he saw Jesus in verse 6, if you're with me, say amen. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. You see, even the demons know there's no way of escaping the power of God. From afar off, the demons decided we can either try to run for it or we can just try to come to Jesus and negotiate. Because the demons realize there is nowhere we can go where God won't track us down. Demons know that. But do you and I know tonight that there's nowhere you could go? There's nowhere you can run. There's nowhere you can hide and God won't find you. And so the demons from afar off were like, let's, let's just go to Jesus. And the Bible says in verse 7, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, not the boy, but the demon. He said, what have you to do with me? Jesus, son of the most high God. There's something that we have to understand here. While you and I sometimes struggle to understand who Jesus is, the demons knew exactly who he was. 
This is the son of the most high God. This is not an ordinary man. This is God. This is the one who has all power and authority to make the decision as to what is our future. What's going to happen to us next? And so the Bible says, they looked and they said, I adjure you by God. Do not torment me. (laughs) Demons have no right to negotiate with God. And God will not negotiate with demons. So he said, I adjure you by God. Don't, 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 don't torment us. For he was saying to them, this is what Jesus was saying. Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And then Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion. For we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside and they begged him saying, send us to the pigs. Let us enter then. So he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. Now you got to picture this. This man, demon-possessed, Beaten, worn down, cut up, always breaking the chains and shackles. From afar, Legion decides, rather than trying to run away, let's just get to God and try to negotiate our situation. So Legion shows up. Here is this man possessed, beaten up. I can only imagine his face swollen, body swollen. He's bleeding out. It is an ugly, terrible looking picture that we get in scripture. And he comes and he just drops before God. He just says, I beg you. Legion says, I beg you. Come on, come on, come on. The son of the most high God. Let me tell you something. That that didn't impress God. Demons can never make an impression with God. Demons, Demons are in opposition with God. And God has only one plan for them. Eternity in hell. And so the demons were like, look, son of the most high God, I, 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 I beg of you, don't torment us. And I, I love this moment because Jesus had no plans of tormenting them. The only thing that Jesus was focused on was setting this young man free, that he would be completely delivered. And so Jesus says this, what's your name? He said, Legion. Now, Legion refers to the Roman guard of that time 2,000 years ago. It was equivalent to 5,000 soldiers. The name Legion represents how many demons approximately had possessed this one man. This is why chains couldn't hold him. This is why he broke them every single time. This man was filled with thousands of demons. Jesus asked his name so that you and I would know the kind of power that he has to set the captives free. Listen, what's your name? Legion, for we are many. I believe at that moment, Jesus was like, I don't care how many of you there are. I just needed to know your name so that it would be written in history the kind of power that I have so that my people would rejoice knowing that it doesn't matter what demon it is, small or big, I am going to set my people free and deliver them. 
Legion? Legion? 2,000? 3,000? 4,000? 5,000? It's a whole lot of spirits running around in this one person's body. A lot of them. But guess what? Not a single one of you have the power that I got. Legion, you're done. One, two, three, four, five. Whatever lying spirit you are, whatever deceptive spirit you are, fear's got to go. Doubt's got to go. Unbelief has got to go. Sexual perversion has got to go. The spirit of loneliness has got to go. The spirit uh, of depression has got to go. The spirit of addiction has got to go. The spirit, whatever spirit you are, you got to go right now. Jesus doesn't tire. He doesn't get weary. He is not overwhelmed by any spirit that has haunted you and has kept you bound. Jesus is able to stand in front of Legion and go, I've got no mercy for you. All of my mercy belongs to my people. I'm going to set the captives free. Oh, Legion, you think you break chains? Watch what I do. I'm a chain breaker. That's what I do all day, every day. Legion, you want to beat somebody up? I'm not going to torment you. I'm condemning you to hell for all eternity. I don't got time to torment you because I'm too busy blessing my people. I don't got, I don't, I don't got time negotiating plans with you because I'm all about setting the captives free and delivering them from the bondage of sin and darkness. I don't got time. I'm not here to negotiate with you, devil. I'm all about my people. I'm all about showing my love. I'm all about showing my grace. It doesn't matter to me what this young man did to even get himself in this much trouble. I'm just here to set him free. I'm not worried about his past. I'm not worried about the mess he got himself into. I'm not worried about the doors that he opened up, allowing these spirits to come in. I'm talking about right now, and devil, you're going to get your hands off of him. Because, listen, there's nothing that you and I can do to earn the love of God. While you and I were yet sinners, Christ Jesus went to a cross and died for us and set us free. So Legion, Legion, you're done. Okay, you know what, Legion? I give you permission to occupy 2,000 pigs. What you don't know is they're going to all run over the cliff and die. I don't know where you're going after that, but you're not going to be in this young man's life anymore. Bob says, I love this. Verse 14, you with me? Say amen. Mark 5, verse 14. The herdsmen, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. I mean, could you imagine? Here the herdsmen, all of a sudden, they're standing there with 2,000 pigs, and all of a sudden, they watch their, their 2,000 pigs start to wild out. <laughs> Them pigs never ran so fast in their life. <laughs> right over the edge. <laughs> the herdsmen just standing there like, what just happened? So they go running. The whole thing just kind of creeped them out. They just never seen anything like that. Those that are not open to God and to his power will sometimes find the supernatural working of God strange and different. They won't know how to process it. So they went running. They told everybody in the city and the country. They're like, uh, this guy just showed up. His name is Jesus. And, um, you know, the crazy guy that we've been trying to keep chained, um, he like showed up and 
started to have this conversation. His name is Legion. I know his name now. It's Legion. And all of a sudden, he kind of like calmed down. And all of a sudden, our pigs just went crazy and went off the, the ledge. And in verse 15, everybody showed up. So like, what? What's, what's going on? So verse 15, they all came to Jesus and they saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion, the one who had had no more. They saw him sitting there. The last time they saw him, he was running up and down the mountain, breaking chains and cutting himself. But when Jesus shows up, now he's just sitting there. When Jesus shows up, it's time to chill out. When Jesus shows up, it's time to rest. When Jesus shows up, you've got the victory in the name of Jesus. When Jesus shows up, you don't have to panic. When Jesus shows up, he's going to work it out. When Jesus shows up, you don't got to be overwhelmed by just the stuff that you got to face come Monday morning. When Jesus shows up, just sit there and have some conversation with God because you've got the victory in Christ Jesus. I know that the bills are mounting up. I know that there are family issues going on. I know that there are health issues. I know you're trying to figure out how am I even going to get through this week. But when Jesus shows up, have a seat, relax, because God is in control. He's sitting there, clothed and in his right mind. And here's what's interesting. The Bible says, and they were afraid. It is amazing how sometimes people in the world are okay with you being lost in a dark place. But then when you give your life to Jesus, suddenly they shook up trying to figure out what in the world are you all about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, I don't, even need to, I don't even need to expound on that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and, and so they were suddenly just afraid. And, and the Bible says in verse 16, and those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. Uh, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And, and he did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went his way and began to proclaim in the Decapolis. The Decapolis was a region of 10 cities. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with that. How and he goes to the Decapolis and tells how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Everybody. Now, now listen to this. Everybody in town shows up. And when they show up, the man who had had been possessed by legion is fully clothed, not just regular clothes, but he's clothed with the righteousness of God. He's clothed with the grace of God and the mercy of God. He's clothed in the steadfast love of God. And he's having this great conversation with Jesus. He hasn't had a decent conversation with somebody in a long time. And all of a sudden, the entire town shows up and is like, oh my goodness, that's just really weird. It's really weird how that guy and that guy are having conversation. And the Bible says that the herdsmen right there on the spot begin talking about it. Like, hey, everybody, okay, that's, that's him. That's the guy who was always cutting himself. That's the guy who was always chained. And then that's the guy who was having a conversation with whatever was inside of him. And, and then he's got clothes on now. That, that makes me uncomfortable. But guess what? 
The miracles of God in your life are going to make the unchurched uncomfortable. So, hey, hey, Jesus, all of this, I beg you, please get out of here. Please. Just, just go, all right? You just drove 2,000. There goes our bacon. There goes our sausage. There goes our, 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 our Christmas ham. No ham jokes, please. Stop that. And so they're begging Jesus to leave. And then Jesus and the, and, and the guy that's been set free are having conversation. They're begging Jesus to leave. But the guy who has been set free is going, I beg you, please let me go with you. They crazy. They don't like me. They're obviously not excited about the fact that I've got clothes now and I can have a regular conversation with you. I, I, I beg you, Jesus, can, can, can I please? They're begging Jesus to go. He's begging Jesus, please take me with you. And then Jesus does this. Jesus says, nah, you're not going with me. Why? Because the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the grave is the same spirit that he wants to give you that you would go forward and tell your friends about the goodness of Jesus Christ, how he set you free and delivered you. It's amazing. All in a day, this young man goes from being demon-possessed to suddenly called and commissioned to bear witness of who God is. He didn't say go to Bible school, even though we love our Bible school, Summit International School of Ministry, and if God calls you to go, you go. But in this particular instance, here in Mark 5, Jesus said, you know, we got we to skip all of the training. We got to skip all of the teaching. Uh, you know, I just need you to go and tell people you've been set free and delivered. Now, worship team, worship team, come on out. Here's what's really cool. All Jesus said was, go tell your friends. Just start with your friends. I love that. If you read, everybody saw that in Mark 5? All he said was, go tell your friends. You see, he said, you can't hang with me because I need you to be a witness of what I've done. I'm going to give you my spirit. A lot of times you and I, we like to come in here, be safe in God's house, have church, get into the word. We shout back to one another, hallelujah and amen. But then when we walk out these doors, we go silent. And we're just trying to survive and get back here Tuesday night or get back here Sunday. And God wants you to thrive when you get out there. He wants you to talk about his mercy. He wants you to talk about his grace. He wants you to talk about his love. He wants you to talk about the victories. He wants you to talk to people and tell them, God is good. And all the time. And whether they shake your hand or not, you just give them a pound and keep it moving and tell somebody else. Now here's what happened. Jesus said, go tell your friends. I believe that he did go home. And he told his friends. But I believe that as he began to bear witness of what Jesus did in his life, as he began to put into practice a simple message, I've been set free and delivered. And the more he began to express that, faith began to rise up in his heart. He became filled with the Holy Spirit because God will empower you and strengthen you and give you authority. The more you put into practice your lip service unto God and you begin to talk about the victories that you have in Jesus Christ. My man went from talking to his friends to going through 10 cities and became an evangelist and the Bible says that people marveled. 
Man, don't just tell your friends. Let's bear witness of who God is. Let's tell people that we've been set free and delivered. You and I have been called not only to tell our family members and friends, but we've been called to move forward. We've been called to be on the offensive, not the defensive. If he would have went with Jesus, if he would have went with Jesus, he had begged. He said, Jesus, please take me with you. I just need to get out of here. If he would have done that, it would have been a defensive move. And Jesus is never on the defensive. Everything that happened in that moment is a reflection of Jesus demonstrating his power and authority for his people to go forward. Now, before you can be a witness, you have to be set free and delivered. Stand up with me. Now, listen. There is nothing to be ashamed of tonight. Nothing. Nothing. Praise God. I'm pretty confident that nobody's got legion tonight. 2,000? Nah, stop it. In the name of Jesus. But I do know that there are people here tonight, maybe not possessed, but oppressed by spirits that have haunted your mind, that have gripped your emotions. Somebody here tonight is going to be set free and delivered. I don't know what addiction you're dealing with. I don't know what spirit you've been fighting. Stop trying to chain it yourself. Call on Jesus. And who needs to be delivered tonight? Something in your life, you just you, you want it out. You know it's it's a spirit that is coming directly in opposition to what God has for you. For those that want deliverance, for those tonight that want to receive Jesus for the first time, two people I'm inviting to come forward. For those that have said, man, I've never called on Jesus to set me free. If that's you tonight, I want you to come forward now. If tonight you know that there is something that you are constantly fighting and you're like, man, I need to be delivered from this thing. If that's you tonight, I need you to be bold. I need you to be courageous. I want you to come up here. We're going to call on the name of Jesus Christ and that thing is going to be broken tonight in the name of Jesus. Don't, don't shy away. Don't withdraw now. No, 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 no. Come forward. It's going to be broken now. There's no condemnation. There's no shame tonight. The real chain breaker is here in God's house. Let's lift our hands before the Lord as we close in prayer. God, we, we give you all the glory, all the honor. We have truly experienced your presence this evening. We are a free people, free and delivered by your power, by your great name, Jesus. 
We leave no more room for question and doubt. We are free. Free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.